0: Hey, welcome to Answer the Call. I'm Kelsey Kemp. I am a career coach specialized in helping Christians discern their calling and then practically land a job that is aligned with it so you could lead a faithful, impactful, and meaningful career ahead. So as you probably know, this little networking mini-series has full-on kicked off and here we are. We're gonna go a little bit deeper into it today talking about the 10 career-changing benefits of networking that are not actually just networking to get your resume passed along to someone could be a who could be a potential hiring manager or employer. Nope. There are so many other reasons as to why you should network and so many other benefits to glean from it. And I think that the vast majority of people, and I know this from all my conversations um, and my career coaching clients, and all of that work, and even talking with my friends, that I know that most people actually associate networking with the minimum number of actions you need to take to just make sure that. You get a favor put in and someone passes along your resume to the hiring manager for the job you want. And I think that that um, really two-dimensional thinking about networking is what has caused people to get sweaty palms when they think about that word. Oh, networking. Ah, Like it's so scary because I think in that just overt efficiency and pushiness that's what it's become associated with, right? Like the words that I have asked you guys, like, what do you associate? I'm like, what feelings do you have around networking? I've gotten words like disingenuous, pushy, fake, manipulative, icky, all these things. And I think it's because we're shortchanging what networking really could be. And so I'm excited to bring all of these other elements uh, of networking to you today, and all these other reasons and benefits as to why you should engage in it. Um, so this different way of going about networking through the lens of these different ten different ideas I'm going to give you um, are really going to be such a life-giving way to say goodbye to feeling fake and manipulative, because this is so genuine and exciting. Um, and anyway, so I'm just really excited to share this with you. Um, and also before I dive in really quickly into these 10 different points that I'm going to make, the exciting thing is that these aren't just 10 different benefits to networking. they are also 10 different reasons as to why you should reach out to people, uh, which could then very practically be translated into Meaningful questions that you could ask people along those lines. So this is going to be really practical, super helpful, um, and make sure to stick around until the end because you're going to find my last few points especially surprising. I'm sure. So here they are: the ten reasons why you should network, other than to just get your resume passed along to a potential employer. So, one, you should network to actually collect job ideas, like collect ideas for what would be a good, satisfying career path for you. So you should really, like, I want to sit on this for a second because I'm encouraging you to use networking as a part of your research and decision-making process, which is actually the opposite of what most people do. A lot of people associate networking with pushiness and whatever because they've already decided what they want, which that's fine, but they miss out on the relationship building process of asking genuine questions to include people in your process by getting their advice to help you make the decision in the first place, which really is what is the relationship builder that gets people invested in your success and would even get someone to the point where they offer like, hey, I actually know of this job opportunity. Do you want me to pass along your resumes? Do you don't even have to ask? So, and this isn't just about the, the relationship building benefit. I'm also suggesting that you use networking to ask colleagues and people that you know, friends and family, well-connected um, friends that you have, that you really value their opinion, ask them. Like, hey, here's kind of what I'm hoping for or what I would love to do um, as a part of my work. I don't even know, like, I don't know your particular situation. You might find it particularly outlandish. Like, I want to work with animals in this kind of capacity and actually make a living doing it, but not go to vet school. Like, do you have any ideas of what jobs might allow me to do that, even just partially or have some kind of elements of what I'm hoping for in that dream? Ask people and you would be amazed how people left and right, once you include people in your decision making and research process, will say things like, oh yeah, I this is random, but I actually know of someone way back from college who Uh, does something like that. It's really unique. Um, I'm not even sure how she got into that career path, but why don't I connect you guys? And she could tell you. People will, like, they know of, I think that everyone is kind of in their own little universe. And often people have many other circles that they're a part of, aside from the bubble that got you that connection in the first place, so I highly recommend that you use networking and particularly um, the technique here is informational interviews. I want to talk about this more at a, on a later episode in this series, but use this uh, informational interview technique to just strike up conversations with well-connected people who know you well. And after they hear what you're hoping for in the next job, they could suggest some ideas for career paths and job functions that you might want to look into further. And then most likely, like I said, they will be willing or just go ahead and ask them if they don't offer it outright. Would you connect me with anyone you might know that's in that field so I could learn a little bit more about it and see if that's a go for me, um, people are more than happy uh, to connect you. So I definitely recommend that you use networking for that. But point two, and this is kind of like one thing leads to the other. So after you have a list of job titles or full on career paths or industries that you are interested in pursuing um, seriously or not, like I really, I recommend that you just give it a chance and expand your knowledge and just ask a lot of people and um, try to test out these hypotheses. You don't have to narrow it all down on your own. And like I said, default to what a lot of people do in networking, which is I've already decided that I want to be Uh, I'm trying to avoid the accounting example because I feel like I pick on accountants way too much and I don't mean to, but um, I've already decided I want to be an accountant. So there's that. And I, it's just a matter of like getting my resume to the right people. Um, But instead go ahead and test out these hypotheses. You never know, even something that you feel, oh man, I bet I could never get paid doing that. You might be (laughs) able to. So then the second step um, that I'm going to mention or a reason why I believe you should engage in networking is to, of course, confirm if the day-to-day of the reality of each of those roles that you might have on your hypothesis list or career list that you're interested in, confirm if the day-to-day realities of those roles will actually be a fit for you. Um, and for this, I am going to encourage you to listen in next week because I have a really exciting episode coming up called, um, the, th- or I'm going to be talking about the three specific golden questions that people often don't ask, but I just absolutely insist that you have to ask at least three people these three questions before you confirm yes, I'm all in, I want to go for this career path, or I want this next job title um, to add to my resume. So they're all along the lines of helping you confirm if the day-to-day realities of the roles and career paths you're interested in are truly going to be a fit for what you value, what your work style preferences are, what you're talented at, and all of that. I find that this is the biggest step, the most important thing <laughs> that people should be doing, but often don't. Uh, I find that a lot of people sell themselves on, oh yeah, I want to be um, in fashion, honestly, be or like I, I want to be an engineer because my dad was an engineer, or my mom was an engineer, or I want to be in fashion because... let's be honest, just the the media that um, attracted you as a consumer does not mean that you would be a fit for the day-to-day realities of that position or what that industry uh, really takes to get into. Um, And I find that many, many people are not informed on what their day-to-day tasks will be and what they will spend the majority of their time doing before they choose a career path that they want to pursue. So then they take honestly a really big life bet on a position that they just like the idea of, but if we're honest, they don't know what they're going to have to spend all their time doing. Like, did they really know that they were gonna have to be cold calling people um, if they're in the utilities niche of civil engineering? No, they might not have known that that's actually a part of that specific industry versus being in uh, roadway or land development. (laughs) I spent a lot of time with engineers lately, so I've come to learn a lot about these different niches. But um, that's why I just insist that you should use networking and informational interviews specifically to learn about, just go ahead and ask them, well, slash, no, listen to next week's episode so you know the three questions that you should be asking. Okay, the third point of why I really believe that you should engage in networking is to find out about the niches and specialties within a particular industry. For example, many people know about UX design. That's a really popular field. It's a very competitive field because of how popular it's getting these days. Many people actually don't know. And this is something that my client Ava found out through her informational interview process that I guided her through. And it's that there's these three main um, sectors or niches, like niche, niche, whatever, um, of UX that are different roles. Some companies within the role that they're hiring for, they'll structure the position to have a blend of these different responsibilities within UX. But you could also find specific positions that are just niched in one of these three areas. UX development, which is more coding heavy. UX design, which is more creative and what people often think of, even though they're probably actually going to end up in a development role. Um, the design element is where you're thinking of the colors of the website and the, the design of it and all that. You probably get it. Um, and then the third is UX research. That's probably the least known of them all. And Ava wouldn't have known about these particular niches within UX if she hadn't gone through informational interviews with people who are already in that field doing well, having navigated the whole job hunt themselves, um, and really developing a career in that now. And they could tell her, hey, listen, like Google's probably not going to tell you this within the first three pages of search results, but here's the different ways that you could go about this profession. And then she was able to identify that she was actually best, like her talents, her preferences, and her values were best suited to the development side of UX. Guess what? When you find this stuff out through networking and asking professionals who are already in the field that you're interested in, it's also impressive in interviews if you demonstrate a knowledge of the specific niches and specialties within that field. Because many people don't, again, they're kind of just sold on like the general idea of the profession. And they also probably have a much less convincing pitch to the question, why do you want this job? because of that lack of research. So anyway, this is another reason why I really believe this is just such a strong benefit and a reason to engage in networking. The fourth point that I'm going to mention is networking is great for finding companies that you want to work for. Uh, I don't know, it depends on how you think about it. You might feel that this is obvious, but maybe it's not because I feel that people kind of go about finding jobs they want to apply for in two ways. They already, just because of the sheer size and prowess of a company and it, the brand awareness in the marketplace, you probably already have this allure, like, I want to um, be in, let's say, continue with the UX development, um, I want to be a UX developer for Apple, Uh well, yeah, that's a huge company. You're already going to know about it, or I'm really into outdoor sports and outdoors, so I want to work for REI, and my skill set is accounting, so why don't I try to do that? Um, or you're going to go on LinkedIn or Indeed and search job postings, and it just whatever company comes up, great. Like, if that's the role I want. It looks like those are the sets of responsibilities that I want to carry. Let's go for it. Whatever the company is, and it's in my area, and seems good enough. Their website's pretty But when you do informational interviews and you engage with your network and you ask these meaningful questions, you could ask your friends if they know of any companies, big, small, startups, local, whatever, um, that are doing the kind of work that you would love to be a part of. And you could also describe the kind of team that you want to be a part of uh, or the culture that you're aspiring uh, to join in on. Um, And... There are so many companies out there that maybe someone's like, yeah, actually my sister she would say that she values the same thing and she works for this company um, in this part of town that actually has a really good culture and they do the kind of work that you're talking about uh, and they take on this kind of clientele um, or they're this kind of nonprofit or whatever it is. You might want to look into it, see if they have any job openings. Maybe that company, they either don't have an opening listed on the site you were looking, like is it ZipRecruiter, is it LinkedIn, maybe they didn't post there. Um, Or maybe they were really just planning on hiring internally, but they still have a job posting on their careers page on their website, but they are willing to take your application and maybe you're more qualified or a better fit or more um, enthusiastic about the position and have more vision for it than their internal referrals. So either way, uh, maybe they don't even have a job opening, but uh, your friend connects you with her sister uh, and they say, oh yeah, uh, actually we were planning on opening up a position like this team is growing a lot and we need more help. It'd be sweet if we didn't even have to go through an intense recruiting process. If you're a good fit, we'll just hire you on. That happens way more often than you would think. (laughs) So um, network to get ideas for companies you should look into. That would be a great fit for what you're looking for. Then point five, um, this is the last one that you might think, oh yeah, like I've kind of thought of this before. Um, the rest are maybe much more surprising, but network genuinely to assess culture fit for the companies that you've narrowed in on. Um, So learn if the company's culture and especially if the culture of the team that you want to be a part of is something that aligns with your values and preferences. Uh, I know that if people do informational interviews or connect with someone potentially in like a not genuine conversation and you're like, do I just need to ask like these three common questions until I get to the punchline where I'm like, hey, I applied for this opening. Can you pass on my resume? (laughs) They're like, what is the company culture like in like a robot voice? Um, No, but for real, it is a really helpful question, especially if you bring a lot more life to it and you know what you're hoping for. And you could ask like, hey, here's what I'm really hoping for. Can you give me an an honest pulse on what your experience has been like in this company? Um, Have you struggled with maybe bring up to them a particular thing that you're concerned about? Have you struggled with uh, there not being like opportunities for advancement or like encouraging feedback or uh, work-life balance or whatever it is? Um, So really ask some genuine questions that you're really curious to know to affirm culture fit um, for the companies and roles that you're interested in pursuing. So point six Is network to get advice for the application process. Um, While there are many scenarios in which it's best, I mean, for a variety of reasons, to just you see a job opening, maybe it's been open for a few days, uh, you want to go ahead and submit your application, go ahead and do that, that's fine. Um, But if you can, Just go ahead and get a conversation going with someone who works there, maybe at the peer, like whatever your peer level would be for whatever um, seniority level of the position you're applying for is. Go ahead. like You could talk to someone who's early on at that company, find them through LinkedIn and ask them. Uh, whether or not you've applied or you're kind of waiting for an interview or maybe you already have an interview booked, especially that's going to be helpful to have the conversation then, but ask them like, hey, you've gone through this whole recruiting process here. Um, Are there anything, is there anything that you would recommend uh, I do to really speak to what this team might be looking for or resonate culturally uh, with what the hiring manager might be wanting to see? Or is there anything that you would recommend I prepare for um, that I might experience in the interview? Are there any questions that you think um, I should um, yeah be prepared to answer? Um, was there anything surprising about the application process? Are the interviews a case study style or purely behavioral? Did you actually get technical questions in your interviews? I'd love to know. You could ask all sorts of questions like that, especially if you have built a relationship with this person or it's your sister's friend or whatever it is. Um, And especially if it's someone at that peer level, they'd often be happy to help. Um, And side note, if they do help you out, more companies than you would think give a freaking huge referral bonus to the employee that can count you as I referred them into this company, <laughs> seriously. Um, so they actually could be very motivated to help you out. Uh, so don't count that out. Then s- point seven, I'm going to move on to this one. Network to select the best Education or certification program for the field that you're hoping to go into or advance in, whatever it is. Um, So, a lot of people, this is, I'm particularly for a second going to speak to people who are hoping to make a career pivot. Um, This is another topic that I would like to address in more detail, but many people assume that they're going to need to go back to school, go back and get an undergrad or a master's program. just to be able to gain experience, I air quotes experience, because academia is not the same as real world. (laughs) Um, uh, Just to be able to gain qualifications to go get an entry level position in a new industry other than what um, is relevant to your past experience. Um, That is vast majority of the time, not the case. Seriously, not the case. But uh, maybe you it, it is the case for the particular industry that you're going into maybe it's healthcare, care uh, or maybe uh, it's something that we're uh, getting a JD or going to law school really is required or whatever it is um, or engineering or one of those really technical positions or fields maybe it is required go ahead and get advice like engage in networking to get advice on which university or online certification program is really best for you and has the best student programs or the best network or career center that truly will lead you to come out of that program with a super (laughs) sweet job Um, because what you'll find online about a university, that is not the full picture. If you engage with alumni of different Uh, university programs, master programs, or whatever, they're going to be able to say, I had way more student leadership opportunities that beefed up my resume. The network is super tight. It's like the um, percentage of graduates that come out with a top tier job is much higher because of these factors. That's different than just the uh, looking at... um, the website of what the classes are, what the prowess of the professors are and the faculty. Um, it's different. So go ahead and get advice uh, from different alumni in the roles that you hope to one day serve in, who went to school for that particular to be qualified for that particular role. Ask them what they would recommend. Or, what their experience was like at a certain university, or what other universities they looked into and why they didn't go with those. That's going to help you out in your decision making process. But that's one thing. Let's set aside that I just talked about getting a degree. Um, Another element of continued education or professional development that is going to be applicable to many more people in many more fields that you're hoping to go into is having to, quote, go back to school but not really, just to get a certification. So a common example, actually, I'm just going to go ahead and bring up the UX um, example one more time, because a lot of people, I even this weekend was talking to someone who wants to go into this, um, or really any tech position, boot camps. Bootcamp programs are very, very popular that promise we're going to teach you coding like this specific language or competency in six weeks and job is guaranteed at the end of the program. That is hardcore a scam. They cannot guarantee that. So again, this is a wonderful opportunity to look up on LinkedIn or, you know, maybe you have existing connections of professionals in the field that you're hoping to go into and get their advice on which online certification program of the plethora of those available on the internet they would recommend is actually going to give you the qualifications and credentials um, that will get you or set you up for success in getting a job. Um, because they are truly not all created equal and you're going to be able to find out which ones really have industry or clout in the industry that recruiters are really going to pay attention. Like, Oh, okay. They did this, uh, camp or whatever, or this certification program. Um, and maybe it'll get you passed through and actually get an interview. So, uh, Or in my mind, an even better outcome is in these conversations through networking, ask if it's even required for you to go back and get additional education in order to make an entrance into this new field. I would really conjecture that most of the time it is not. Many people assume that they're going to have to go get additional schooling or credentials or certifications. Uh, in order to make a career pivot, but it's truly like transferable skills, soft skills, and a hunger and fit for the role are speak much louder than many people would think. So anyway, I'm gonna move on to point eight of why I believe uh, or just like one more career changing benefit of networking. It is, oh, okay, this is so surprising people don't think of this often. Um, network to help. Others proactively and deepen relationships. This is just a, truly, if you want to create, like, how do I give this justice? I, it might seem like a lofty claim, but truly, I think the number one way to create an exciting career and to attract opportunities is to really create a lot of deep relationships and create a lot of goodwill within those relationships professionally. So I'm going to suggest that you engage in networking to re-engage relationships that maybe with people that you haven't spoken to in quite some time or people you went to college with that you just saw on LinkedIn, they um, just got this new job, go ahead and reach out and be like that's so cool how did you get that or what made you want to go into policy like we were business majors together that's so interesting like what what motivated that for you so i absolutely recommend that you engage in regular i hate to even call this like networking conversations cuz it's really just like catching up with old contacts and making friends or deepening a friendship. Um, And instead of just catching up, what I'm suggesting here is that you also offer a helping hand. This is going to help you experience also just so much fun and fulfillment in the process of if you want to use this under the umbrella of networking to really give it so much more of a wholesome and exciting feel as it should have in your mind, because it's not gross and just taking from people. It's also giving to people. So um, I'm going to suggest that you ask friends from college or former co-workers how they're doing and then ask these two questions. One, what are you hoping for in the near future? Or like, what do you want? What are your goals? And then two, how can I help? Like just keeping it really simple, it is just so encouraging to people. Like, and I know that um, it could be, it could kind of make someone's mind go blank. Like, whoa, I'm not used to getting asked, like, how can I help? What? Uh, I mean, I'm fine. Thank you. Um, go ahead and give them some examples. Like, how can I help? I mean, I'm happy to connect you with anyone I know who might be a helpful contact or put in any favors wherever possible. Just what are you hoping for? Um, I, let me know like, do you want to speak anywhere? Like, I think your perspective would be super interesting. Uh, I I think I know someone who um, does like a a elective course at this university. Like, give them those examples. Um, I really, I just think that asking these two simple questions creates a more meaningful, tight-knit, and exciting network than you could even imagine. And keeping up with this for a while will actually not only help you build more friendships, which is fun and cool even of itself um, and just enriching to your life, but you'll also probably end up receiving a lot of goodwill in return. People will think of you years down the line and remember, I mean, I bet you you're going to get that question in return. Oh, wait, what do you want? Like, how can I help you? And even if they can't help you right then, they're going to think of you down the line more often than not. So this is just really, really neat. And I would recommend 100% that you engage in that regularly. Um, and even if it's been a few months and, you know, life gets busy, whatever, um, like, go ahead and reach back out to some people that were a part of um, your favorite group project in college or this organization you were a part of or some old coworkers. Ask them how they're doing um, and what they're hoping for and how you could help. All right, we're to our last two points on the 10 career-changing benefits of networking. Um, And this second to last one is network to get inspiration and advice on starting a side hustle. I wish that more people, like, okay, here's the thing, I know that actually... I can't remember the statistic. I feel like it's at least 60% I saw this study of people aspire to have their own business one day, but I can't remember. Gosh, I wish it's been years since I saw this study. Um, And I was like, I'm going to be a part of that small percentage. (laughs) Well, I'm glad that I was, but um, it was like maybe 3% actually end up doing it. Um, and I just don't think that this needs to be the case like I hear so many people dream of starting a business of some sort but then they brush it off as a maybe someday pipe dream um, but the thing is you could absolutely start it now even just for fun with just a few hours of work a week so connect with people you know who are side hustling right now could be anything. Do you admire that friend from college because he started a blog or posts a LinkedIn article every once in a while? What about that old coworker who you see he's actually or she's actually um, side hustling and posting about this new consulting offering or maybe um, like a new service offering or whatever? Um, Or maybe someone started a social media account um, to post their musings on a certain topic ask them like how's that going what made you start that or especially ones that uh, anyone you know who has really started an established business man they're going to be able to tell you it's not impractical here's like the three things that you could do to start this right now and here's maybe what's going to save you a lot of time um and getting your first client and making this a reality Um, so seriously I really think that everyone should give this option the light of day (laughs) I really think that everyone should try side hustling at some point in their life because it could teach you some of the most career enriching lessons of a lifetime to try to make a dream a reality it's such a character building and insightful process even if you just do it on a lighthearted basis this does not have to be like your livelihood or all your aspirations in the world it could be I like go for it if it is but I believe in the power of investing in a little passion project um and connecting with other people who have gone before you and done that also those are usually pretty interesting um passionate people that are well connected because I find that entrepreneurship um you kind of go hand in hand with after a while getting a pretty um, neat and large engaged network. Um, So those are uh, some interesting people to hang around and uh, usually the type that are happy to connect you with others that are closer in the realm of maybe the areas that you're interested in. Seriously, it's so exciting. Just do it. (laughs) All right. We are at the last point of the 10 career changing benefits of networking besides getting your resume, uh, passed on to hiring managers, which is just such a small part of it. But it's actually, I recommend that you network to build adult friendships. All right. (laughs) I don't know about you, but, um, and I don't know how old you are. Um, but maybe you're in college. Maybe you're recently out of it. Maybe you're in your twenties. Maybe you're long out of it. Uh, maybe you're 50. Um, I think that we all know that, it's a little harder to make friendships than it was when you were put in an organization with 50 other people or a class with 30 other people while you were in schooling of some sort. Um, so I think that networking, like just building adult friendships is a part of networking. Um, I, I like to just think of networking so wholesomely and comprehensively. It's not just for the aim of getting people to do you career-oriented favors, it's building super exciting relationships that you also never know how they end up bleeding into the professional life. It's super interesting. So like um, I like to say that some of the best quote networking events I've been to in my life was like an old friend's bachelorette party or someone's birthday party, or um, yeah, anything like that. I end up meeting such neat people and it expands my circle and I get to learn from others and help others. And then I end up striking up friendships and then some of those end up becoming clients or referring me to one of their friends that becomes a client. Um, And that could likewise work for you if you're looking for more traditional employment opportunities, not entrepreneurship. You never know. Expanding your circle, now you know of someone in this field that you didn't even know exist existed and then um you get to learning about it and you're like whoa i'm actually pretty interested in that i'm a little worried about point a b c but like i'm interested and then they could tell you how to hedge against those risks or adapt and find a position that's actually best suited to what you want but still in that field and then boom they might be able to give you a warm intro and then look you get your resume passed on to a hiring manager after all (laughs) what a full circle but um In networking to, for the purpose of building, like networking intentionally, not just what I'm talking about, where you're like, hopefully one day after the pandemic, uh, at a bachelorette party and making new friendships, kind of coincidentally engaging in networking. Um, Instead, intentionally pursuing networking for the means of building adult friendships. I recommend that you literally just catch up with old friends and ask them, hey, do you know of anyone in this area? Maybe you moved to a new town or maybe you've been there for a while and you're just looking for more friends uh, and more things to do. Do you know of anyone who, like, you're cool. (laughs) Can you literally, like, this is weird, but like, introduce me to more people that are cool, like you. I have asked that before when I moved to Austin and that is how I made a lot of friends. Uh, they'll be like, yeah, why don't you join along on this next happy hour? Like I'm actually a part of this, um, or like a organization or, um, like for my university. Oh yeah, we have a capital city A&M club, like alumni club. Why don't you come to our next happy hour? Boom, made friends that way. Boom, got clients that way. (laughs) And also found out about churches through this way and like different organizations to be a part of or hobbies or dance classes that I found really fun. Like seriously, just ask people that you know, hey, who else do you know? I would love to make some more friends or, uh, do you know of any fun social events or how did you make friends around here? And then they'll probably introduce you to people or tell you about a different community group or Facebook group or a meetup that you should be a part of. And it is so fun. Um, and one thing is in my examples, you'll hear me talking or you've just heard me talking about things that probably imagine you, that made you imagine, <laughs> um, meeting up with people in your same city, but I've actually made some of my best friends, no exaggeration, over the phone, and they don't live in Austin. <laughs> like, um, for example, um, one of my dearest friends, Bendu, and even Alex, another really dear friend who I flew out to LA to go visit one time, it was so such a good time. Um, I had a bunch of Southwest points and so I was like, why the heck not? Um, but I was actually introduced to them. um, And by the way, they're early podcast guests. I think like within the first 10 episodes, I interviewed both of them. (laughs) And I was just talking to people this weekend who were like, oh my gosh, I listened to those and they're so epic. And they are, they're pretty amazing humans. But um, I actually met them both through our mutual friend, Cash, who literally just put us in a group text together and was like, y'all would probably love getting to know one another. Hang out, get on a call. And we did. And you might recoil and think like, who the heck in their spare time is just going to get on the phone with a stranger? The kind of people that your friend thinks of when you ask, hey, do you know anybody? Like, I, I just, I would love some more friends. Like, really, people are so much more willing to help you out and get to know you than you probably would have thought. Fortune favors the bold in every area of life. I will stand on that hill until I die. <laughs> um, but... Um, yeah, uh, one other example that I want to say just to bring this point to life and really encourage you in it and how possible it is and how rewarding it is, um, is I've actually just randomly could, like in the actual most random way, connected with people on LinkedIn, like my friend, Michael, who uh, responded back, Like this is actually in December, I just was, um, I was like, Oh, why the heck not? I'm just going to go on LinkedIn and click on connect requests. Like I didn't even, maybe this is kind of lazy of me, (laughs) put in messages. Uh, I just hit connection requests on like the top connection suggestions that I had a bunch of mutual connections with. I was like, Oh, what the heck? We probably have something in common. I'd like to see what they're up to follow along with their posts or whatever. Uh, I wasn't expecting anything from it. I got a message from my now friend, Michael, who just responded back to my surprise and was like, it looks like we have some mutual friends from college uh, and fellows and Titans, like these two um, professional development groups. And my friend Zach actually um, knows you and spoke really highly of you to me one time. Um, It looks like you're up to some cool things. Let me know if I could help with anything. And he was actually the one that told me, um, you should really ask more people, what do you want? and how can I help? And he has told me so many stories of like how that has led to some crazy things in his life that have been so cool. Like being in a, what did he say? I can't remember. It was like, I was in a bar in Abu Dhabi and like got connected with this like massive industry professional and this friend who actually is like a part of Arab royalty. (laughs) He he has the craziest stories. But anyway, so um, I responded to Michael's message and was just like, Hey, like, thank you so much. That is the nicest thing. It looks like you're some up to some cool things too. Um, this is random and I'm sure that you're super busy, but um, I never turned down the chance to, or I would never turn down the chance to get to know you over Zoom. So if you happen to have 30 minutes to just connect, I'd love to learn more about you and uh, see how your experience has been. Actually, we had the same um, company that we started our careers at and he was still there at the time. Um and he said, yes, we got on a Zoom call. It led to multiple Zoom calls, literally, last, wait, the week before last? We we spent three hours on Zoom having, like, the most enriching, theological, deep, encouraging talk that I could, e- like, imagine, and that has actually, that conversation has had, like, a real impact on my life, and all of that happened because of some random connection requests on LinkedIn, and then me, he he very kindly reaching out to me with a message, and then me suggesting, why don't we just get on a Zoom call? (laughs) So please give that a chance. Um, You would just be amazed. Uh, All of these practices are something that will really not just have a very strong, intangible impact on your career, but also your life. Like, from my examples, I don't even have to explain that. You'll you see how, how much of an impact this has had on enriching my life in so many areas. And um, I, I think that I would say um, some of my dearest friendships could be attributed to air quotes, networking. <laughs> so give it a chance in all these different ways. Um, and uh, I really hope that just to conclude that you're loving this networking series thus far. So please, again, stay tuned for next week when I'll share those three golden questions that you must ask to at least three people before deciding on a new role or career path. So keep an eye out for that coming out next Tuesday. Otherwise, let me know. Um, how you feel about networking. Really, it's totally okay if you still feel like, oh, no, I'm scared to do it. Like, I feel so gross. All of my interactions have been so awkward. That's okay. You could tell me, but like, just reach out to me on Instagram at Kelsey underscore the called career. All the links I'll mention are in the show notes or the details section, if you're on Apple podcast for this episode. Um, But, let me know, like, what's still holding you back? What questions do you have? I would uh, love to address those in this series, or if it's after that time, if you're left listening after the fact. Still, I'd love to chat and see if there's anything uh, I could just pass over to you via message. Uh, I love sending audio notes um, to help you with your networking woes Um, and by the way don't forget that if you're feeling drained and dissatisfied in your current position and you seriously just wish with every fiber of your being that you could be in a new job that you really truly feel energized by like for real (laughs) in such a genuine way then let me tell you like this is one 100 possible there is a better job for you out there. And even better, there's a larger mission that you're called to pursue, whether or not you know it right now. And two, it's easy to settle in and get defeated if you try to go it alone. Because you're probably aware, like, hey, Kelsey, I know that there is... I just sounded so Texan. I know. Um, but anyway, <laughs> I know that there are so many options out there, but that's the problem. I don't know how to narrow it down and I'm getting really overwhelmed with analysis paralysis. Then I want you to know that you don't have to go through that alone either. Um, especially in this competitive job market, even if you do decide on what you really want to do and you feel confident in it, it can be hard to get that job. So if you want help both practically discerning what you're you feel called to do with your career as well as the practically like the specific job opportunities that best align with that, and then you want help actually landing a job that's aligned with that sense of calling with speed and confidence, and even with a sweet salary (laughs) negotiation at the end, then you'll probably find my signature deep dive career coaching program a total godsend. Like I designed this for you. So over the next three months, you could have me by your side walking you through every step of your career transition from finding what you feel called to do to identifying amazing job opportunities that would allow you to fulfill that sense of purpose to actually hitting all the practicals out of the park, like obviously networking woo, here we go, um, to also your resume uh, and your LinkedIn profile. Let's optimize that to actually attract offers and opportunities. And then nailing your interview prep. So even if you feel like you're not a super strong interviewer right now, you could turn that ship around and feel like, as long as I get to the interview process, I have this in the bag. Um, so seriously, that could be you. And then even I could help you with salary negotiation. So you could not only potentially negotiate up thousands more on your salary, but that actually increases your earning potential over your entire lifetime. Um, so um, yeah, I just, oof, I need to take a breath after all of that. But <laughs> so uh, you, if you're even remotely interested in assessing if career coaching is the right thing for you right now, you could schedule a 30 minute career compl- complimentary, <laughs> come on, get it together, Kemp. You are losing your words, but a 30 minute complimentary career consultation with me this week to objectively, like really, I'm passionate about that, assess if career coaching is the right thing for you. And you could learn more and schedule that by going to Kelsey. Cal- KelseyKemp.com slash coaching, which that link is also in the show notes, but just go to my website, KelseyKemp.com, and you will see it loud and clear right there. So I really hope that this episode was a blessing to you. Stay tuned for the rest of this series, and I hope to talk to you soon. Bye!